Section 25 of Sketches of the Fair Sex in All Parts of the World. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Sketches of the Fair Sex in All Parts of the World by Anonymous. Ancient Swedish Courtship. Grimer, a youth early distinguished in arms, who well knew how to dye his sword in the blood of his enemies, to run over the craggy mountains, to wrestle, to play at chess, trace the motions of the stars, and throw far from him heavy weights, frequently shewed his skill in the chamber of the damsels. Before the king's lovely daughter, desirous of acquiring her regard, he displayed his dexterity in handling his weapons, and the knowledge he had attained in the science he had learned. At length ventured to make this demand— Wilt thou, O fair princess, if I may obtain the king's consent, accept of me for her husband? To which she prudently replied, I must not make that choice myself, but go thou and offer the same proposal to my father. The sequel of the story informs us that Grimer accordingly made his proposal to the king, who answered him in a rage, that though he had learned indeed to handle his arms, yet as he had never gained a single victory, nor given a banquet to the beasts of the field, he had no pretensions to his daughter, and concluded by pointing out to him, in a neighboring kingdom, a hero renowned in arms, whom, if he could conquer, the princess should be given him, that on waiting on the princess to tell her what had passed, she was greatly agitated, and felt in the most sensible manner for the safety of her lover, whom she was afraid her father had devoted to a death for his presumption, that she provided him with a suit of impenetrable armor and a trusty sword, with which he went, and having slain his adversary, and the most part of his warriors, returned victorious and received her as the reward of his valor singular as this method of obtaining a fair lady by a price paid in blood may appear it was not peculiar to the northerns we have already taken notice of the price which david paid for the daughter of saul and shall add that among the sake a people of ancient scythia accustomed something of this kind but still more extraordinary obtained every young man who made his addresses to a lady was obliged to engage her in single combat if he vanquished he led her off in triumph and became her husband and sovereign if he was conquered she led him off in the same manner and made him her husband and her slave lapland and greenland lady the delicacy of a lapland lady which is not in the least hurt by being drunk as often as she can procure liquor would be wounded in the most sensible manner should she deign at first to listen to the declaration of a lover he is therefore obliged to employ a matchmaker to speak for him and this matchmaker must never go empty-handed and of all other presents that which must infallibly secures him a favorable reception is brandy having by the eloquence of this gained leave to bring the lover along with him and being together with the lover's father or other nearest male relation arrived at the house where the lady resides the father and matchmaker are invited to walk in but the lover must wait patiently at the door till further solicited the parties in the meantime open their suit to the other ladies of the family not forgetting to employ in their favor their irresistible advocate brandy a liberal distribution of which is reckoned the strongest proof of the lover's affection when they have all been warmed by the lover's bounty he is brought into the house pays his compliments to the family and is desired to partake of their cheer though at this interview seldom indulge with the sight of his mistress but if he is he salutes her and offers her presents of reindeer skins tongues etc all which while surrounded with her friends she pretends to refuse but at the same time giving her lover a signal to go out she soon steals after him and is no more that modest creature she affected to appear in company the lover now solicits for the completion of his wishes if she is silent it is construed into consent but if she throws his presence on the ground with disdain the match is broken off forever 
it is generally observed that women enter into matrimony with more willingness and less anxious care and solicitude than men for which many reasons naturally suggest themselves to the intelligent reader the women of greenland are however in many cases an exception to this general rule a greenlander having fixed his affection acquaints his parents with it they acquaint the parents of the girl upon which two female negotiators are sent to her who lest they should shock her delicacy do not enter directly on the subject of their embassy but launch out in praises of the lover they mean to recommend of his house of his furniture and whatever else belongs to him but dwell most particularly on his dexterity in catching seals she pretending to be affronted runs away tearing the ringlets of her hair as she retires after which the two females having obtained a tacit consent from her parents search for her and on discovering her lurking place drag her by force to the house of her lover and there leave her for some days she sits with dishevelled hair silent and dejected refusing every kind of sustenance and at last if kind entreaties cannot prevail upon her is compelled by force and even by blows to complete the marriage with her husband it sometimes happens that when the female matchmakers arrive to propose a lover to a greenland young woman she either faints or escapes to the uninhabited mountains where she remains until she is discovered and carried back to her by her relations or is forced to return by hunger and cold in both which cases she previously cuts off her hair a most infallible indication that she is determined never to marry End of section twenty five